Gotta stash, gotta stash, gotta stash away. Stash what? Stash away. I'm doing the stash away challenge to begin investing. Stash away for retirement, for my kids' education. Sounds like I need to stash away for my first home. You can stash away for any life goal. Just visit stashaway.my or download the Stash Away app to invest part of your salary or direct debit for long-term investment. That's the Stash Away challenge. Stash Away is licensed by the Securities Commission Malaysia. This is a download from BFM 89.9. The business station. You're with the morning run, Julian Ng, Joyce Go, and Sharit Abdullah with you. Now, this is breaking news. President Donald Trump said he's extending a deadline to raise tariffs on Chinese, co- uh, Chinese goods until he can meet pres- uh, President Xi Jinping after the two sides made substantial progress in the later round of trade talks that was wrapped up on Sunday. So, breaking news because mm-hmm. he tweeted this about half an hour ago. Yeah, so I guess uh, there's a num- quite a number of people who did not have a good weekend <laughs> or maybe did have a a good weekend depends. Uh, if the sides make further progress, Trump has said that he and Z planned uh, to meet in Mar-a-Lago to conclude an agreement, though he didn't specify the timing around it. The announcement, yeah. So that was interesting. Yep. Okay. I'm sure the uh, markets would be con- continuing to monitor this because uh, really all eyes are on that. And mm-hmm. um, Wall Street had a very good week last week and so did China. Now, the other uh, big news, Berkshire Hathaway released its uh, fourth quarter earnings. They made a net loss of $25.4 billion. Uh, This is probably one of the biggest losses, uh, not only for uh, Berkshire Hathaway, but uh, pro- possibly the biggest quarterly losses for any company in the world, right? Imagine losing uh, $25 billion for one quarter. But uh, in the same annual letter, uh, Buffett said that Berkshire Hathaway posted a $25 billion operating earnings for the entire year. So uh, while one quarter made a lot of losses, the entire year made pretty decent profit, about $25 billion. So I guess that evens it up. I guess uh, the losses in... And this losses in the fourth quarter, it was driven by the volatile market sell-off late last year, which saw shares of the largest American companies drastically fall. Berkshire reported, again, a loss of nearly $28 billion in equity and derivatives instrument. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, Kraft Heinz is one of the reason behind it. That's right. So they've suffered a $3 billion US dollar impairment charge related to its equity stake in Kraft Heinz. Kraft Heinz said last week, remember, that it would take a $15 billion US dollar write-down of goodwill in its assets as a result of an underperformance due to this This is underperformance post-merger. Remember, actually, uh, Buffett masterminded the whole Kraft Heinz deal in 2015, but looks like the stock has not performed up to expectations. That's right. He also agrees with, uh, sorry, he disagrees with the new accounting practice uh, of uh, looking at more underlying uh, operating figures to recognize unrealized gains and losses from uh, stocks into net income. I guess previously uh, when they wrote this off, they, it didn't go through the uh, P&L account, but uh, going directly to the balance sheet, right? And I, I think this was something that cropped up uh, in EPF's uh, recent um, dividend announcement as well, where EPF actually, uh, the, those, those impairment of losses came straight out of um, balance sheet, like retained earnings in balance sheet and not in the income statement. And therefore, uh, this was one of the reasons why EPF could also announce such a decent dividend. Yeah, and something about what, uh, that is something Mr. Buffett has criticized, saying that the rule will cause wild and 
capricious swing in Berkshire's bottom line. In this year's letter, he wrote, indeed, in the fourth quarter, a period of high volatility in stock prices. We experienced several days with a profit or loss of more than $4 billion. The result of the company underlying businesses was solid and eclipsed by Wall Street expectations. Yeah, but the crux of this is that before 2018, they did not need to include the performance of its stock holdings in its income statement unless they sold the shares, right? So this new accounting rule requires companies to include paper gains and losses. And because of that, that definitely hit their their numbers. Okay, elsewhere from the annual letter, uh, Warren Buffett said that uh, buybacks will continue. Uh, and deals, uh, giant deals are difficult to come by. He said that uh, he hoped uh, for an elephant-sized acquisition whenever he sees such deals, uh, his heart rate uh, goes up. So he's very (laughs) excited for uh, giant deals. He's how old already? He's really old. Um, I think succession planning is also an issue when it comes to them. Because question of succession. Exactly. Okay, uh, this other news last week concerns arose that China had imposed an import ban on Australian coal. Uh, There was a Reuters report report that said five harbours overseen by Dalian Customs would no longer allow Australian coal to be cleared. Yeah, and given coal is Australia's biggest export earner, the news sent the Australia dollar tumbling and senior government figures in Canberra scrambling to ascertain the truth of the report. Yeah, but following this, a spokesman from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in China said the Reuters report was untrue and the import bank was incorrect, but confirmed that Chinese customs were conducting quality and safety analysis on imported coal. So to take a deeper dive into this, we have on the line Jeffrey Holly, Senior Market Analyst from Oanda. Good morning, Jeffrey. When uh, this news first uh, came out, the Aussie dollar took a 1% hit against the US dollar. Um, what has been the market reaction since, since then? Uh, good morning, everyone. Well, actually, the Australian dollar made back about half of its losses. It dropped 1% on that initial headline and has since rallied uh, about 0.6% back to sit around 7150 uh, as some of the uh, more soothing comments, shall we say, came out of uh, the Chinese uh, government officials regarding the uh, export ban. Um, given the news this morning on trade, I would expect Aussie to trade higher um, into the Asia morning as well. Jeff, one of the fears that fled up from here was the possibility that this was a retaliatory reaction to Australia's Huawei 5G rollout ban. What do you think? Yeah, you could take a half-glass full or a half-glass empty sort of approach to this. On one hand, taking up to 45 days to uh, clear Australian uh, shipments of coal through customs uh, does seem uh, rather excessive especially when no other countries' coal imports appear to have been um, targeted. Uh, On the other hand, uh, they're fully entitled to, I guess, check the composition of those uh, those shipments. Although, um, from an environmental point of view, I've always felt that uh, there's no such thing as clean coal, so I'm not quite sure what the logic is behind that. Uh, Certainly on the the port south of Dalian, up in that uh, area, uh, coal shipments are proceeding as normal. It does seem to be confined to the north uh, at the moment, Dalian, uh, where they may be pro- uh, protecting uh, coal, uh, coal, coke producers. It's a mouthful, that. Uh, again, which I don't uh, particularly uh, think is uh, wonderful from a trade perspective. Well, Jeff, moving on to the U.S.-China relations, President Donald Trump has said that the two sides have made substantial progress in the latest round of talks, and he extended the deadline to raise tariffs on Chinese goods on Twitter. He tweeted, he just tweeted that about half an hour ago. What are your thoughts on this? Yes, very positive news. I, I think the markets have been building up to this. There have been some uh, 
quite positive vibes coming out of the trade talks uh, over the weekend that it extended those working uh, talks as well um, through Saturday and uh, and Sunday. So uh, I would expect this will have a very uh, positive impact on uh, Asian markets to start. I'd expect high beta currencies such to China, such as Aussie and Kiwi, uh, and some of them are regional currencies such as ringgits and uh, rupiah, etc., cetera, uh, to... Um, to benefit from this uh, quite positively, uh, US dollar lower and uh, equity markets higher across the region. And that was Jeffrey Holly of Oanda uh, talking to us about uh, that kerfuffle in the port and that notwithstanding he's very positive of that news. Um, I, I think uh, we'll continue to monitor monitor this uh, because mm-hmm. that, uh, um, you know, breakthrough in those talks would be great for those markets. Now, just very quickly on this other news in India, Uber Eats is now uh, in talks to sell their entire operations to rival, rival Swiggy after two years of uh, being in India. Yeah, you're right, Julian. The source added that the talks between Uber and Bundle Technologies, which owns the Swiggy name, are progressing and a deal can be secured within the next few weeks. So it looks like they're retreating in a couple of things. You know, recently they were um, taken out their, they took out their ride hailing segment from uh, in this part of the region. So this looks like Uber Eats is next. Okay, uh, we'll be coming back with uh, Jahaba Sadiq. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.